0: On this, <laughs> on this week's episode of Horribly Awkward, we talk about kind of politics stuff
1: and kind of acting stuff.
0: Shakespeare was mentioned
1: and, and soapboxes,
0: um, hippies and yoga,
1: and uh, what else did we talk about?
0: Um, acting and other uh, why we should all love things and oh, stop hating
1: and gayness. Oh, not gayness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we didn't talk about that.
1: And geekiness, and nerdiness, and smarts, and book, and calendars.
0: We talked (laughs) about calendars. Yes, all this was talked about on this week's episode. Enjoy.
1: Hey, this is Maggie Carr from Maggie vs. Evil Dead. You can look it up on YouTube. And God
0: have mercy on your soul, because you're about to listen to Sean on Horribly Awkward Podcast. Hey, what's up? This is Sissy Jones from... Firewatch. i'm delilah i hate to tell you guys but the rumors are not true Sean is not horribly awkward you've all been terribly misled hey y'all this is lou temple you know me as axel on the walking dead and soon as psycho head rob zombies new movie soon to be released 31 and you're listening to the horribly awkward podcast keep tuning in you follow me hey this is dragonfly from pure Gasmic love and you are listening to the
1: horribly awkward podcast it's time to get awkward. Go horribly awkward improv. Take one action.
0: <sighs> okay, Andrea. Okay, okay. I, I I don't know why we need the blindfold. Um, um,
1: just like we need the um tissue paper, it totally goes along with it.
0: Yeah, I don't I I don't know though. But but where are we at? Can I take the blindfold off yet?
1: No, you can't. I want to know what you're smelling in the room. What what hints of uh, of floral flavors do you enter your nostrils?
0: It's a lot of a lot of sweat. Um, I'm judging, but
1: hotter, warmer.
0: By the by the sounds, I'm judging we're either okay. We're either in a casino or we're in an arcade.
1: Oh, uh, cold, colder. You're getting cold.
0: I, I don't um, know um what what
1: what do you feel under your hand
0: um, whoa, what is that? I don't know to me, it feels like a slot handle like I'm gonna pull this, and I'm gonna win some money,
1: close, but no, um think think I'm more alive, less metallic,
0: oh oh, is this a snake, a boa constrictor
1: mm-hmm. No, um, maybe the thing you're touching isn't alive, but the thing that you're gonna use the thing you're touching with is alive.
0: Oh my god, I'm I'm freaked out right now, Andrew. Why did you Why did you do this to me?
1: Uh, do- um, okay, I, I'll take the blind tools off, but I, I don't want to scare you um, because what you're about to do, um, which I hope you know what you're doing, is um, operate on a dog, and the thing you're holding is the scalpel, and the smell of sweat is wet dog and the ching ching song sound effects you're hearing is the machines so don't kill him
0: okay okay whoa wait a minute wait i can't operate on this dog he's not even fully asleep
1: Um, he is just um, just pet him. Um, no, not his, no, not his underside. Um, Okay, okay, okay. Okay, sorry. I come towards the head.
0: Okay, okay. And I
1: like the actual head, not the male genitalia.
0: It's okay, doggy. It's okay, doggy. I got the scalpel. I got people watching. I mean, nothing can go wrong. You,
1: you do know, you do know what you're operating, right? What your
0: surgery is. I, I don't know anything about surgery, Andrea. I said. I told you I've been depressed. I needed a day out. I needed to do something fun and exciting. This is not what I had in this mind. This is
1: fun and exciting, and everybody says that you should have a dog and do things with dogs. I'm sorry that your fun and exciting is a different type of dog. I mean, what did you want to do? Just go to, like, a cuddle room or something? I, I mean, I, this is fun and exciting.
0: I, I thought us get your gonna, heart made up. I thought I was going to go lose some money at the casino or, or drop some quarters on some street fighter at the arcade or something. Um,
1: well. I'm weird. So that is not what we did on this day. Um, but just imagine how happy and underpressed you'll feel when you, when you save this dog's um, left toenail.
0: Oh, that's, oh, I can do that surgery. Just give me the clippers. I know, right? Give me some clippers. I don't need a scalpel.
1: It, it's just a wasp. It's a little wasp stinger in, in, in the pad of his foot. And then um, he'll be your best friend for life.
0: Alright, alright, alright Ruffles uh, I'll be right back to clip your nails You, you hang out real quick you come with me to the other room come over, here. Come, over here. Come, over here. come over
1: here But wait, where are you taking me?
0: Oh, come on, come on look, 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 look Look, I This is not what I had in mind for a fun day I need to get my mind off of stuff You know things have been i just been stressful Life is stressful
1: Life is stressful And, and I, I'm sorry that you were Unable to um, paint your room pink and it ended up being more of an orange, um, and that would set someone back. And, and I know that, that the bedspread that came in was more of a yellow color, and, and that your bed um, is really just a blow-up mattress. And I know that is depressing, living in um, a, a studio apartment um, here in um, sunny um, sunny Canada,
0: well, check it out. I actually live in a one bedroom. That's not a closet door. That's actually my room inside that room. Oh.
1: Uh, all right, you're right. Time to go to a cuddle cafe.
0: <laughs> okay, but but okay, let's look look at between between my small apartment, stressful living, California's raining, we're getting flooded out, we need snorkels, we need boats to travel to work now. It's things are crazy. What I need is uh oh, what I honestly needed to do is I'm just going to walk away from the podcast and I need you to take it over.
1: What? What? Are you crazy? I that am would crazy. Just be, that would be horrible. And I'm already awkward. And so I don't know if I, I could actually live up to the horribly awkward name and without making it like just terribly shitty. Like maybe that. Oh, that's it. I'll change the name to the terribly shitty podcast. And and hope to God that uh, the Internet doesn't um, break.
0: Well, I'll come back to it someday. So, if you make it terrible, if you make it terrible, it makes it look better on me.
1: Oh well, if that'll make you happy, problem (laughs) solved.
0: Yes, I
1: will take over your podcast, and depression gone away.
0: Awesome, awesome. Okay, so what are you gonna do about a, what are you gonna do about a theme song? Because my theme song won't work.
1: I just happened. to have a really cool theme song that oh. I take around with me everywhere I go, Oh. we could tweak it a little bit and throw your name on it. I mean, this is how I enter, you know, all occasions. Like when I leave the bathroom, it plays. When when I um, in enter schoolhouses, it plays.
0: Awesome! I love how these things are all set up. Okay, well, well, <laughs> shit, we're here. Uh, well, let's roll your theme song. And then I'll just be your guest to make sure it does not complete train wreck.
1: Oh, perfect, perfect. I am so glad you're going to join me. Yay! Andrea
0: is the host with the most of the Horribly Andrea show. Yes, yeah, she's got style that goes on for miles, and there's so many things she wants to know. It's horribly Andrea is the host with the most of the Horribly Andrea show and she's got style Hey guys, it's the Andrea
1: Horribly Awkward show or just the Andrea show or this is Horribly Awkward it's an introduction and I've already fucked up eee! Anyways, thanks for joining us today I am guest hosting um, well, sort of hosting I kind of hijacked the Horribly Awkward show and made it mine um, only because... I needed to, and I was bored, and someone needed to be happy. Yay! And joining me today is the previously, previous host of the Horribly Awkward podcast, Sean McCoy!
0: Yay! Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank
1: you for coming on. Thank you for letting me hijack your show. I know I held you at um, you know gunpoint and um, was forcing you to drink the um, juices of um, apples. Uh, but
0: i like apple juice
1: i okay okay and that's why you did it um but thanks for joining me how have you been i feel like you and i have not socialized in a long time via internet
0: yeah since last time i talked to you i was doing a really awesome podcast things were going good
1: and then it like went bad were you doing a, a terrible podcast <laughs> yeah it was
0: horrible it went from like horribly awkward to just horrible awkward to just horrible
1: it's just horrible. They were like, "We're gonna eliminate the name for you." Um, yeah, it because you get rid of anytime you say it awkward, it just becomes like one of those censorship beeps, and so they're like, um, "Why don't we just call it horribly
0: horrible?" Hor- yeah, yeah, hor- it was hor, it was horribly horrible, and I just I didn't I didn't I don't know. I, I used to be a leader, and then I became a follower at some point, and I was like, I, "I'm a sheep,"le and I love it. <laughs> It oh. became
1: one of those things where you were the only one listening. And they're like, you've had one new viewer. Oh, not newer, yeah, three, new.
0: Yeah, three, had three downloads people. a week. It was me and then me re-listening to it and then my mom.
1: Oh, but your mom loves it. She told me. Um, she's proud that you're doing something with yourself. She's not sure <laughs> what it is. Um, she tried to listen to it on um, her uh, notepad. And I literally mean notepad. Um,
0: but I know she's proud of you. <laughs> yeah, on her on her like physical paper notepad, she was trying to listen yeah. to my she's podcast. Like, what,
1: which is the button? What, what what's the button? Where does where does the sound come out? of?
0: I was like, Mom, you gotta take this pen. This is a nice it's a nice sharpie. You draw a little s- square and you put listen button. You write listen button in there and you just press on it. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Can you imagine? Like, I think about my parents and like how like we have to teach them how to do so many things that I'm like, fuck, like what's going to happen when I'm old? What are the things that I'm not going to know? And then I realize that I do the exact same thing, like even though I'm very much in production,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: feel like when it comes to like my computer and like the IT ends of stuff, like I don't own an iPad. I, I don't use a calendar on my iPhone. I still carry around a, a, a paged uh, moleskin calendar. And then, no, you so, don't. I totally do. I totally do. No way. I, and I love it. And, you know, here's the thing. Okay, this is a really dorky story. I love writing because I have, I'm a writer. And um, I love actually, like, writing things out. Mm-hmm. Like pencils. So that's kind of why. So the, the calendar that I have is half of, the, half of it's a week. And the other half is like a note side. So like I can write notes for things going on during that. Again, the story is nerdy and it keeps getting nerdier. Oh, I like
0: Every it. Every
1: year, one of my favorite things to do is to buy my new Moleskin calendar. And I get really excited in December. Well, get this. This past December, I was in New York and got to go to the Moleskin store in New York City. And I was probably in there for a good half an hour. And my husband had to drag me out of there because I was like, I don't know. There's a pretty orange one. There's one with mickey mouse on it there's one with superman there's one with pretty music notes he's like it's just a fucking calendar um but i got this beautiful orange one and um every time i see it in my bag it makes me happy
0: oh, <laughs> um i take you for like you almost sound like a crazy like single cat lady like has a bunch of cats and shit and gets a gets <laughs> about calendars Let's let's rewind a little bit. What is a mole skin calendar? You mean like a mole, like the skin okay. a mole and then no, make? Oh god! I
1: hope not. Oh, if that's how it is, then <coughs> I'm gonna have to stop buying. <clears throat> no, it, these. It's, it really is. So just think of I'm yes, looking it
0: up. Cat- M o l e.
1: M o l e skin. Um, so just think of like every English major person you ever knew. Anybody who wanted to become a writer or go to school for English. Imagine that person. And then imagine that they have this notebook that is leather bound.
0: Oh, yeah, these are nice. These are really nice.
1: Yeah, they're like super nice. And then like the paper is like really nice <laughs> and the graphics are nice that they draw on them and um, yeah.
0: So 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 I'm I'm getting excited about oh, this new video games coming out. This new movies coming out. <laughs> You're like, "Oh my god, the 2017 Moleskine calendar." Yes.
1: It's true. No, it's true because I actually was in there. And um, they had this notebook and there's different types of moleskins. Like you don't know, I could go off on moleskins. They have notebooks. They have little artist ones where you can draw like sketch pads. They have um, full on calendars. And um, I went into the store in New York city and I found this awesome quote about being wanderlusty and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but it was only in the full calendar and I wanted the one that had calendar and notes. And um, it, it, broke my heart not to buy it.
0: <laughs> this episode of the Horribly Andrea show is brought to you by Moleskin Calendars. <laughs> Hop over to moleskin.com and get your calendar, your new 2017 calendars at a fraction of the price. Just enter promo code Andrea for 20% off and free shipping.
1: <laughs> Andrea the nerd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's no, awesome.
1: I, yeah, no, I I actually um I try to be cool. I am not cool at all. In fact, um, I mean, for my 16th birthday, I asked my parents for the complete Oxford Dictionary edition, um, and I didn't get it. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I was I was bummed out <laughs> that.
0: Like no, Andrew, you need to be cool. We got you this. We got you this brand new Nintendo system. We need you to be like really nerdy, not book nerdy. We need you to be tech nerdy.
1: Well, you know, it's funny. I joke around about this. Um... You had Zach um, Reynolds and, uh, on with me, my yeah. co-star from the web series. You again, and um, we always joke that um, there's there's a difference between geek and nerd. Geek are cool. Are, geek are people who are into video games and comic books and um, sci-fi movies and all that kind of stuff. And and nowadays geeks are actually cool. They're kind yeah. of hip and forward. And then you have nerds, and nerds are um, not cool. And they're like the book smart people and, and they're the ones that um, – I'm like the Hermione Granger. And I, for truth, I'm not going to joke, uh, would sit in the front row and I was that person who would raise my hand and would get frustrated because I knew every answer and they would never call on me.
0: Mm, yeah. That so, sounds so sad. You made me really sad right now. They weren't calling you. Um, I, I was like, do not. Do not call on me. I do not want st- to – say anything don't talk to
1: me. and I could never I was so obnoxious I could never keep my mouth shut like if someone had the wrong answer I would blurt out no that's incorrect and I'd give the right answer because (laughs) not because I was like trying to brag that I was smarter I honestly felt bad for them and I was like oh you're gonna think this is right when that's actually wrong and then you're gonna get a bad grade so I felt like I was helping them That's
0: (laughs) (laughs) you you weren't a nerd you were a dork (laughs)
1: I will probably take that. I was in band,
0: too. I played the trumpet. I that, did. Music's awesome. I don't give a shit what it was. Music is awesome. You can play the Yay. anything, any so kind I of got music. A, I
1: got
0: a couple cool points back. You? Oh, yeah. He definitely got got all the cool points back. I was the, the nerd. No, I was the nerd guy where I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't talk to a lot of people. It definitely was not cool. Um, I was socially awkward. I didn't talk to anybody at all. Like, I was just <laughs> like dude I I wish I can go back and do it all over again I'd make all the friends and I'd
1: oh right oh my gosh I think the exact same thing like I honestly am like okay what type of person would I be if I went back um and honestly truth be told like I try to make it sound like I would be way cooler than I am I wouldn't I I, I know that I would go back and I would still be that obnoxious person in the front row the funny thing is is okay So I was a bit of a class clown and I always got in trouble and I wasn't a class clown because I was like trying to be funny. I was a class clown because um, I think I lacked social norms. Um, And I remember in ninth grade, it was in this, uh, I think it was world geography class. And, um, I was bored because that's what happens when you're smart, you're bored and you start talking. And I was a talkative person. I talked and talked and I would talk other people's ears off. And so I was constantly getting in trouble for talking. And so I got sent out of the room. And so then my teacher follows me out of the room, shuts the door and, um, yells at me and then tries to go back into the room and it's locked. And I start laughing it is funny. I just got out. I got in trouble for talking because I'm done with my homework. That, that's what was funny to me. I was like, you're mad at me because I'm a straight A student who is bored in your class because I'm done with my homework. And then you locked yourself out of your room because you wanted to yell at me for being a good kid. Um, and so I lost it. I like literally just like started <laughs> laughing in the hallway. And my teacher is like, you think this is funny? And I was like, yes, actually I do. Because I was very black and white. Like it was just like, well, yeah. Why would I say no? This is funny. And I oh, got detention for that. And, you know, my parents got used to it. And this goes through. So I get detention for it and I get sent to detention and we're supposed to write a letter and, and say we're sorry to our um, to our uh, teachers that and, and that say that we'll never do it again. So I bring the letter home and I tell my dad and I explain it to him. And and I'm, you know, just very dryly like, yes, I got in trouble for talking. And then I laughed at the teacher because he locked me. And my dad's awesome. And I think he got the giggles out of this, too. Um, And I was like, and he locked me out of the room. And then I started laughing. He asked if I thought it was funny. I said, yes. So he gave me detention. (laughs) And then in detention, you're supposed to write a letter to your teacher and tell them that you're sorry and you'll never do it again. And, I mean, truth be told, I'm probably going to do it again. Like, it just kind of came out. I was just, like, honest. I was like, I'm probably going to do it again. And my dad (laughs) lost it. Like, just lost his shit. He was like, I don't understand you. You're telling your father why you got detention, and you're saying that you will probably do it again. And um, But that was just kind of – that was the kid I was. So
0: you were were a rebel of a nerd. That doesn't count.
1: (laughs) I know. What do they call that? I guess, like, amongst the nerd world – You were just a smart –
0: you were a – yeah, because nerds aren't class clowns. Nerds keep their mouths shut. Nerds are book smart, but they keep it to themselves. And maybe every once in a while, they find a cool kid and they want to be friends with them. So they'll help them out with their homework or do it for them or let them cheat like me. I might cheat off like the Asian girls in math class. You know, do that thing where you're just like like looking over, like looking out over answers. Yeah, multiple choice was the best when you got to fill in the little circles because like, that's so easy to copy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You were a rebel. You weren't really really a nerd. You were like a nerd in disguise. You were no you were like a popular kid in disguise.
1: See, here's the thing. Like I and the funny thing you call me a rebel and I think rebel kind of takes a little bit of like motivation and intention like I'm trying to rebel. Like I don't think I even was trying. Like I was just I was just freaking honest. Like I remember so I have a lot of tattoos now. Um and I remember I think I have three tattoos um, when I found out my brother, my little brother had a tattoo and we were, in, he was in college and I had graduated and he was playing with his wrist and he took off his watch cause it was uncomfortable. And I saw that he had this Thunderbird tattoo and I was like, what, when did you get that? And he was like, Oh, like a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, Oh my gosh, does mom and dad know about this? And he was like, no. And I was like, Oh, you are going to get in so much trouble. And he's like, well, you had your chance to rebel. Now this is my time. And I was like, Let me explain to you how I got my first tattoo. (laughs) So I drew a pretty picture. Then I called up mom and dad and I said, hey, mom and dad, I want to get a tattoo. And mom and dad said, all right, well, send us the picture. A day later, mom and dad call me back and say, okay, this is nice. Um, How about you think about it for three days? And if you still want it in three days, give us a call. We'll chit-chat. So three days later, I call my parents, and I'm like, hey, I think I still want this tattoo. And they said, okay, do you have money? And I said, yes. And they said, how are your grades? And I said, I've got A's. And they're like, okay, you can get the tattoo. How old were
0: you?
1: This was uh, 20? 19.
0: Oh, nice. you asked your parents for permission to get a tattoo? That's
1: what I'm saying. I didn't rebel. <laughs> and that's what I, like, explained to my brother. I was like, what part of waiting four days after asking for permission from my parents is rebelling? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that's I'm awesome. Not, I'm not sure who I am or what I am and where I fall into this world of human beings out there. So, yeah. What what would you say is – um. What is your most rebellious thing you've ever done?
0: Um, shit. Oh, oh. Okay. First thing that comes to mind is probably getting my tongue pierced when I was like sixteen or seventeen. There's ways you can go to t- these t- these places and sign a form saying they can't be sued or something. Some some bullshit. Yeah, I was
1: like, don't you have to be eighteen to have that or whatever?
0: Things were way easier to get done back then. You could just lie and say you were the age and and sign sure. a form, and it was good. Um, I remember having having my tongue pierced, and my my stepdad was like, well, "Why are you talking funny? What are you talking about?" What are you talking about? I, like, I love that. I love
1: that. If uh, if
0: if 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 that's a if you have your tongue pierced, I'm gonna rip that motherfucker out.
1: <laughs> really? Like,
0: uh, you know, after after a little while having it, they didn't really give a shit, but they wanted definitely wanted to stop me from doing stupid shit like that. Which I did stuff like that. I don't know why. I just did weird shit. I wasn't cool. I had my Tongue pierced, nipples pierced. I didn't care. Belly button, ears. I had like 14 piercings in my ears. I had my ears stretched. Not even nose pierced. I'd done it all. I had the lip pierced in the middle. Eyebrows. I pierced my own eyebrow uh, in school, like with a safety pin, and it like got all like swollen because I like, went too, way too high. Whoa. Yeah, because somebody said I, I couldn't like, do it. So I did it.
1: So, do you remember, like, so, um,. What was I going to say? So back then they were always like, you're going to regret this. Um, You're, you know, this is something whether, I mean, piercings aren't so much, but like tattoos and they're like, this is something you're going to regret later on in life and all this kind of stuff. Do you regret like any piercings or anything like that? Um, Because I don't.
0: Piercings, no, but I did get my cartilage pierced. I go to this like little Asian like beauty supply shop and they pierce my cartilage, but they did it with a gun. And the way it pressed through it, like, it makes it bow out. Like, it didn't do it well. So like, so, like, if I feel the back of my ears, it's, like, these little balls because that's, like, where so it pushed.
1: It a shitty job.
0: It did a shitty job. Uh, I do kind of regret. I, I got one tattoo on my leg, and it says Sean Lee in Japanese. You know, I hope it's, that's what it says. Um, uh, that was, like, the first one I got. And I never really got any more tattoos because, I don't know, I just, yeah, I get sick of things. And I'd look at it and go, ah, I don't know.
1: See, you know, it's funny. Like, I don't regret anything that I've gotten, I'll be honest, um, except for, and, you know, and this sucks because I was always like, I will never do or get anything that I will ever regret. And I have, how many tattoos do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I have seven. Mm -hmm. And so I I think I've got a good record for me. Um, Out of seven, there is only one that I actually regret. Um, and it sucks because it just also happens to be the one, uh, that I see all the time. And let
0: me guess, is there, is it? Is there a boy's name?
1: No. Okay.
0: Is, um, uh, butterfly? No. Unicorn.
1: No.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I'm not, I'm not (laughs) a guess.
1: Do you know all the tattoos I have? I like
0: Actually, I don't know any of the tattoos you have, to be no, honest. No, you,
1: you know one. I'm pretty sure you know one because I think you thought I was badass because of it.
0: Oh, probably. I, probably, I think you're badass anyways.
1: Oh, uh, yay. Win for me. Um, no, it's on my finger.
0: Oh, um, Which, what is it?
1: I have um a paper airplane on my middle finger.
0: That's right. And, yeah. Right.
1: And it was really cool when it got done. Like, it was really cool. It looked awesome, and I was so happy with it. However, here's the thing. So I, I've always done wicked research on tattoos and design and color. And you
0: Google, would a paper airplane on the middle finger look awesome in 10 years? <laughs> it's like, yes. <laughs>
1: no, but I look, I really do research. Um, to, you know, you worry about skin spreading and things fading and all that kind of stuff. Well, oh, this well, just, let's let's
0: ask Alexa. Alexa, ask Magic 8 Ball if a paper airplane tattoo on your finger would be cool in 10 years.
1: The magic eight ball says my sources
0: say no. <laughs> okay. She, she says no. <laughs> Mid drink of beer. Bad choice of timing.
1: <laughs> that is the best thing ever. Holy shit, I just wish I had known that. Um that's awesome. <laughs> so I agree with her. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I haven't, and it wasn't until after the guy got finished, um, that, uh, literally he literally almost finished. He does. I don't know for all you listeners out there who's ever gotten a tattoo. They finish it up, they wipe it down. They put some like nice little Vaseline oil on it. Um, and, um, he goes, okay, just want to let you know, uh, finger tattoos have a tendency to fade and spread easily. And I, after, after like literally it just wiped everything <clears throat> down, put some like Vaseline shit on it. And that is what he said to me. I am not joking. I wanted to lose my shit because I would have one designed it differently because mm-hmm. it's got like kind of dot dotted lines to imply that it's flying in yeah, circles that's awesome. and they're wicked close to each other. Uh, And um, I may or may not have actually gotten it on my finger if I had known that. Mm. And I was like, fuck, like this is something you tell someone before you put your freaking – gun to their tattoo ink gun or whatever so yeah so out of my seven uh, unfortunately that's the only one i regret and unfortunately that's the one that i see every fucking day
0: well you're um, you're you're an actress how many are visible do you have to ever like put makeup on them To uh,
1: i do actually okay. my finger one i often have to put um, t- i did a period piece a couple months ago and we had to do it however the funny thing was is um i did with zach um, we did a, um, a cool, really cool. And I wish people could see it. They just can't see it yet. Cause it's, uh, it's doing the festival circuit, but we did this cool, uh, short film about two mimes. And, <laughs> okay. Um, that sounds
0: awesome. You does. and Zach were mimes.
1: Yeah. Oh God. Mimes. That's cool great. That? That's fucking uh, awesome. I know. And it was, it turned out really beautiful. I've gotten to see it. Um, I, it just, they're submitting and I, for the listeners out there, film festivals often, um, it, they, they won't review it unless, if, if this is like a premiere, if, it, if it's released publicly already, they don't want to see it. So this one film isn't released yet. Um, that being said, um, it was beautiful, and I have a giant tattoo on my forearm. Um, it's this big infinity circle with words in it, and a peacock feather, and an ohm symbol, and it's just a really beautiful design. I love it. It's still one of my favorites. Um, however, I auditioned with it, and I was wearing a three-quarter link shirt when I did the audition, which I always really try to either wear an outfit that hides it, uh, knowing that it will be hidden. So, like, if I do a, per- a period drama, like 1960s or 1950s, mm-hmm. I'll usually put a cardigan on, which encourages, like, the director. It's like, no, yeah, I know I have tattoos, but they're easily hideable. Um, however... Um, I guess the director had forgotten that I'd done that or had seen the tattoo. And, um, Oh no, I don't think it was the director, but I think it was someone who had forgotten. And so when we got to set, um, the makeup artist was freaking out cause she didn't know that she had to cover my tattoo. And I heard some people who were like, well, why would she audition for this? Or no, 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 That's not what they said. They said, um, why would she get a tattoo after she was cast in something?
0: <laughs> I and I was like, oh. I was like,
1: Oh, hold up! Like I've had this tattoo
0: for four. Oh, years. Oh, nah, nah! Hold my, hold my earrings, hold my God, shoes.
1: I know, right? It was like <laughs> sleeves up, pushed up, earrings came <laughs> off. Uh, I threw my my geeky cute glasses to the side, um, but I was like, guys, I've had this tattoo for four years now. Like this isn't a new thing. Um, but it was just really funny because, so yes, they it. I have not set myself up for the best having tattoos um, on. But at the same time, I, I come to auditions knowing that, hey, guys, we'll either need to put makeup on this or we just need to think costume wise a little bit better.
0: Well, you think um, every, like a lot of actors have tattoos, right? It's got to be common,
1: oh, right? A shit ton of actors do. And granted, I'm not like by any means like a famous actor. Um, so nobody wants to spend money in uh Post production fixing my. Just rub
0: some shit on your arm, like how how hard (laughs) can it be?
1: I know, right? Uh, And so I, yeah, I run into it occasionally. I try to avoid it, and you know, it's funny living in Salt Lake. And this is not meant to bash the culture of Salt Lake, um, but there is a huge, you know, it is LDS community, and a lot. I can't go to a lot of auditions one because I'm not LDS, and they really they ask you they they only. They require you to be LDS for some auditions. Um,
0: What's LDS?
1: LDS is the Mormons.
0: Oh, the Mormons. Uh, the the Mormons, Mormons run shit over there?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, no. So uh, the Mormons have a production company and um, they actually do a shit ton of production. So if I was LDS, I'd probably get a ton of work, but I'm not. So anyways, so I don't go for that. And then oftentimes they will be very uh, explicit about, uh, please no tattoos. Um, and so it does it I, I haven't living in Salt Lake City as an actor, I have not set myself up for the best by having tattoos, but at the same time I wouldn't change a thing because I feel very strongly that I spend more of my time being Andrea mm-hmm. than I do my time acting as someone else. And so I'm okay with it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh,
1: until I get passed over by a big budget Holloway to film because of my tattoos, but until then, I'm oh, gonna keep that as my mantra.
0: Motherfuckers, man, you gotta move to you gotta move to California. That's where it's all I at.
1: No, know, I know. Are you gonna put me up? Can I? Uh, can I stay in your house?
0: You have Actually, yeah, room? yeah. I'll live. You can. I gotta. All my cool shit's in the living room, so I'll live out here. So if you, even your husband, can come, you guys can live in my little room, my little bedroom, and uh, don't bother me when I'm out here podcasting, and we're good. Deal. That is A deal <laughs> Arlen, or when I'm like or, California in California we can watch porn it's not a self, hate, a health hazard so there's a lot uh, of yeah, porn going right. on I podcast like right now I got porn on the TV I just have it muted um when I when I watch oh. like shows like you know if I watch something really dark or horror I need a little bit of excitement so I always keep porn on a couple of monitors I got six or seven monitors here I put like three or four porns on
1: three or four porns
0: <laughs> yeah I gotta have we gotta have I, variety <laughs>
1: Because, I mean, you wouldn't want to uh, – <laughs> don't be particular or anything.
0: Oh, I'm just joking. But that is weird that it's a, like a health hazard. You guys, I, I, you you guys know, about I that. Think it,
1: I think it was slightly blown out of proportion. Um, I mean it, it, there definitely is. Uh, yeah. There were some lawmakers who did say that. Uh, but I think it was a slightly blown out of proportion.
0: So you, uh, what have you been doing lately? You've been doing a lot of cool um, – uh what do you call it? i want to say plays yeah you, you call them what plays
1: call it? yeah it's the acting that only local people get to see it, uh it
0: seems so cool you were posting pictures with the, the lady isn't it about her accepting uh, death what, what was yes. that about
1: okay so i do i've been doing really depressing uh plays
0: I, I want that i wish i could watch that i would be there in a heartbeat Andrea, if i live near you i swear i would be there so uh, fast to watch that it'd be awesome hi.
1: So we, so we wrapped, um, the web series, you again, um, back in, I guess around Thanksgiving and I was a little burned out. Um, cause as independent film goes, you end up wearing a million and one hats. And I was just tired of, um, you know, I had produced it, I was writing it, I was editing it and, um, acting in it. And I was just like, okay, whew, I need a break from mm. being on. And, like me, uh, that's
0: why I got rid of the podcast. Like, I can't do this no more. I, I don't want to edit it no more. So I, we'll see. If you guys are listening to this and it sounds good, Andrew did a good job editing. Because <laughs> I'm you, done. I'm done.
1: So that being said, um, I uh, decided to take a break. And, and also with the chaos of the web series, because I think this is something I didn't know either, was that um, when you do a web series or a TV show, it's your entire life, especially if you're going to wear a million hats. And, um,
0: yeah, you're doing all uh, that stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, um, I, I, I was not giving my acting, um, which is where my heart is, is acting, but I was not giving it, it its due worth. I was going to auditions that I barely was memorized for. I, I didn't really know characters and I was just kind of doing everything throw away and I was feeling really shitty about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the nice thing is, is, and I, this, for those who are listening, I'm not saying one is better than uh, one is better than the other acting or stage or film. They're just two different. And uh, in film, you come to set and you act out a three-minute scene one day, um, and usually the production it, it it goes a lot quicker. Whereas like with stage, you rehearse for two you know up to two months, and um, you really get to know the character because the thing is is you are that character for the entire story for two and a half hours. You don't get cut you don't get remakes retakes or anything like that so it is a little bit more intense
0: and it's live so you got to nail it
1: yeah so if you forget a line if you um for you know you just have to be more you you're you're just um yeah it's it's just a different beast and so i really um uh i really wanted to get back to that and so i had the opportunity to be in a play called winter and it was about the right to die. And it was about I played a granddaughter, and my grandmother had dementia and wanted to take her life. And it's actually a big deal right now. Like only a couple states have it. It's a it's a very big political thing. Um, but it, it's and especially in Utah, it's huge. Um, so it was really interesting because we did we didn't really say if it was good or bad. I mean, you are left on a, a happy note. Um, But all the different characters are nice little archetypes of like the different people. Everybody can go to that play and say, okay, I know someone like that or I'm like that. So you have one of the one of the sons is uh, the guy who's like, let's get you off to a nursing home. Then there's the other son who's like, just stay at home. It's okay. Then you have the husband who's not quite admitting to the fact that uh, the disease is far along. And then you have the woman, the grandmother, who's like, I'm done with life. I can't remember anything anymore. I'm not who I am. And then I played the character who kind of um, morphed throughout the play and finally like, helped her grandmother.
0: Grandma, you can't go. And who's going to buy me Christmas presents? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Um, yeah, so it, that was really good. And it ran um, uh, It ran for, oh, what did I, we did five weeks of about seven performances. Wow. And um, That's the thing. You know, film is exhausting. Um, it totally is, and that's why I took a break from it. Um, but also being on for five weeks for two hours a night for seven days a week, like just having to perform these characters that go through these like emotional things, um, is awesome. It's exhausting. It was fun. And I, I am so thankful because the theater company that I worked for is a professional theater company. And so I got paid, um, very nicely. Oftentimes you hear that like, you know, stage doesn't pay and it usually doesn't, unfortunately just there's no money in it. Um, but this, this is uh, Salt Lake Acting Company, their regional production house, and um, they paid really well, so I was okay for working nice. for five weeks. Um, nice. So I finished that, um, and then the month of December, I actually took on a full time job.
0: Oh, enjoyed, you're working in, uh, as a veterinarian?
1: <laughs> yes, of course not. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I now actually am uh, oversee all the multimedia and web stuff for Salt Lake Magazine which is a cool... Okay, um, that's cool. It, it's it's a newsy lifestyle magazine. So, you know, we have obviously one uh, editor who does a lot of political stuff, but more of it's arts and culture and food and, you know, happy stuff. That's the stuff
0: um, I'm into. I don't want to hear about right? the politics and...
1: Right. And, and people
0: destroying I mean, Starbucks because they're mad. I
1: know. <laughs> and, you know, I have a journalism background and I did news for a while there. And it's important. It's very important and I think it should be taken very seriously. And I think there is a um, – uh, journalism has been skewed in the past couple of years. After we started doing the 24-hour news cycle, I think journalism has um, – there's a weird fuzzy gray line of what is actually journalism and what is just shit talking. Mm. Um and, but I remember when I was in journalism, I was like, I am so tired of serious stuff. And I know it needs to be there, but someone else is going to have to do it. I can't do it. Mm. Um, and so I kind of left the journalism world because of that. So the nice thing with this magazine that I work for is that it's a good, healthy mixture of
0: both. Um, That's good.
1: Yeah. So I, I very much am enjoying this full time job, um, I get to write. I get to shoot video, I get to take photos, um, and um, I'm going to actually start working with them as one of their bar contributors, which I'm really excited. And I like cocktails, and I'm okay with writing about cocktails. So so. you're going to go
0: out and drink cocktails and then write reviews, or what?
1: Yeah, well, maybe not reviews about the cocktails, but just stuff that might have to do with cocktail the cocktail world that's awesome whether it's a new distillery that pops up or a new way to serve a drink or i don't know anything i just get to have fun with it and i'm super excited about it
0: that sounds like a lot of fun it sounds way better than my job so i think i I might be moving to salt lake getting paid to drink oh yeah yeah Uh, that's awesome well so what are you gonna do if you like something comes up you got some acting gigs or something
1: which something did come up and I – wait, did you just ask me a question? Are you doing the interview or am I?
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm asking. I'm asking a question.
1: Yeah, so I'm actually killing myself right now. Oh, that came out wrong. I um am exhausting myself. That's a better word. Um, Because I started a new play that also just happens to be about Alzheimer's. That seems to be a hot topic these days for, I guess, playwrights. Um, But it's about this woman who gets early onset Alzheimer's. And if you've ever seen – um. The film Still Alice with uh, Julianne Moore. And no, Alan I
0: Ball. want to see that, though.
1: It's so good. But this play really parallels it. Um, we actually joke that we wonder if um, the, uh, whoever wrote the film had had read the play um, or vice versa. I don't know. who The chicken or the egg, which came first. Um, but they're very similar. And it's really cool because you spend a lot of time going, wait, what's reality? Because this woman is young for having um, Alzheimer's. And she doesn't know she has it. And in fact, she's a brain doctor. So it's even crazier. Um, so she's in super denial. She thinks it's brain cancer because, heaven forbid, it'd be actually dementia or something. And um, it's it's neat because I play three different characters that she keeps confusing for different people. And um, so I actually, as an actor, am playing some fun actor gymnastics. You get to
0: play three different characters?
1: I get to play three different characters, Yep. You're yeah, gonna to be think,
0: totally different looking in each char- as each character.
1: No, because the thing is, is the woman is struggling with um, trying to figure out who's real and who's oh. not. Um, I I play a I play a, a psychologist, and uh, she thinks I'm sleeping with her husband. And then I play her daughter, which you can't tell at the time whether it's real or a flashback or whatever. And then at the end of the play, I play an unnamed woman whom uh, the main character thinks is uh, her daughter. So it's fun because, I, yes, each character I definitely have to do, like the the psychologist. I don't know if your listeners out there um, have ever seen Silicon Valley, but it's like literally one of my favorite. Um, That's a great show. It's so good, isn't that, it? At
0: The end of uh, season one where they did like the dick. Stroking Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thing. I love the
1: how many, like the mathematical like how many people can we actually jack off? Yeah, I love that. This is really <laughs> one of the best written episodes I've ever seen on television. Um. So yes. Um. I uh. So anyways, my character is really reminiscent of the female venture capitalist.
0: She she drinks so, off all the. No, no, no. <laughs>
1: But it's very awkward and very maybe leans a little Asperger's-esque, so that's fun. And then, um, then the daughter is just kind of your typical like rebellious like twenty-five-year-old daughter who doesn't have a good relationship with her mother. Um, and then the woman that I play at the end is this more sort of grounded woman who could be maybe a yoga teacher for her career, and um, her and her husband just got a divorce. So it is. It's fun to, like, try to find three different characters while at the same time try to be the same character. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, so
0: would you say, like, with your – okay, so doing doing plays and stuff like that, I feel – I'm guessing from the outside looking in that you have a little more creative freedom with expressing your acting skills than you would in a film?
1: Ooh, that is a great question. Yes and no. Could you be more uh,
0: dramatical and you can – be more expressive. Movies are like, this is what we need exactly, kind of. We kind of need this tone, so kind yeah, of stick but sometimes
1: to it. You, sometimes you get with a director who has a very artistic uh, view of how he wants um, a moment to be played.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think they're similar. I, I think technically-wise, you have more flexibility on stage because um, you don't have like three inches to move. There have been moments where... That I'm told don't move your head you're either out of focus or out of frame mm. and so then you do have to change your acting style based on that um but I think like that's more of a technical thing um than like an actual like artistic thing I think artistically wise uh both stage and film are fun they're just different the thing is is you have to think about this like this so I had a great um do you guys, do you know who Glenn Morshauer is
0: I do not teach me
1: okay so Glenmore Shower is – he's a Hollywood actor. He, um, he's he been in, like, Transformers and 24, and he usually plays, like, the general or, like, some sort of the southerner. Um, he's a great – amazing actor, but also an amazing acting coach, and I go to see him all the time. And I remember him saying – he was trying to describe the difference between theater and film because it's very easy to sit there. Like, there's always this, like, fight between, like, theater and stage uh, – or stage and film actors because, like mm-hmm. – Theater act, stage film actors think they're so much more classical and they've got the fundamentals and they're grounded and it's true acting. And then film people think they're just better because, you know, they're on film and they have bigger audiences and have bigger paychecks. Um, the, di- the main difference between the two for an actor is just imagine the person who's sitting on the front row is going to have a completely different experience than the person who's sitting on row 50. And so, um, so the camera is kind of like that. So the camera is like the person sitting just in front of the front row. And so um, they're going to see your facial expressions. They're going to see your energy, and they're going to receive your acting so much more realistically Mm -hmm. than the person sitting on the back row. So you might be crying. So you could squirt a tear. on The person on the front row is going to see the tear. However, the person on the back row, at row 50, is not going to see that tear. So you do physically have to create a larger emotion than just a teardrop. Whereas, like, if you're on film, you literally just have to squirt a tear. So it's kind of like... Squirt
0: a tear. It just sounds... (laughs) It's a little squirt. Like a little squirt.
1: squirt. It's
0: not Uh, supposed to shoot out. It's supposed to, to, like, drip down your face. It's (laughs) supposed to pour down your face. It's not supposed to squirt out.
1: It could be very cliche. And so, like, when a tear cascades down an actor's face... Yeah,
0: yeah, I like that. uh, That's good.
1: So, yeah, so it's – if you I like to – I love that idea that they're not different acting-wise. It's just you have to be aware of where the audience is. That makes a
0: lot of sense.
1: Yeah. Are they sitting on the stage with you or are they sitting in the back row?
0: You're going to sit in the back though. You see the whole picture. You see the whole stage and it seems like you could look around easier than if you are in the front. But, yeah, in the front you're getting that up close – you know that? Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I never really thought about that. I've never thought about that. That's really Isn't cool. Isn't
1: that a cool way to think about it? Yeah, and then
0: on a film, everyone gets front row because they're watching the film on your TV or the movie theater. and It's like you can see everything regardless. It's yeah, very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm so I've been off.
1: doing a lot of stage acting, um, and I think I'm going to – I mean I'm still taking film and television commercial auditions through my agency – um, do you sleep? I, do
0: you like sleep or eat lunch or take? No, no. Okay. I,
1: I'm actually a robot. Oh. Um, <laughs> occasionally, I have to make sure I get plugged in so I recharge. Because
0: yeah, it that, yeah, funny. Um,
1: but yeah, that yeah. that
0: makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I, you you seem like a robot. I've been watching like Westworld and X Machina, so I'm like, robots are real. AI is real. They can act. <laughs> so do you like download? You're like, I need a new acting skill for this play. Let me download. Let me download my ex- uh, my depressing expressions here. Let me, like, I
1: like it. I like it. Let um, me
0: download the Brad Pitt file so I can get a little bit of his, uh, you know, charm. There we go. No, but
1: I do like. Depending on the play, I might work on a um, a dialect, like learn an accent or something oh, like that. So
0: that's tough. That must, that must be really hard, right?
1: I think. Okay. So with dialects, which is really fun. There, Show there me a are, dialect
0: right now. Do one. Now uh, on the spot. Go.
1: No, because then people – okay. Um. Well, here's the dialect that I always like to talk about. So I live in Texas. And, um, you lived? I lived in okay, Texas. Okay, that's right. And um, it's very easy to think of the southern accent as one thing, and it's not. You have the North Carolina accent. You have the Alabama accent. You have the Deep South accent. You have the West Texas accent. And they're all so different. And I, I had the opportunity to be in a play where I got to do West and East Texas. Um, so if you were to, like, imagine West Texas, it's a little bit more draw. It's kind of a little dirtier. Unfortunately, it has a <laughs> tendency to be a little bit more uh, white trashy sounding. That sounds and you so real. Is- yeah, that I'm sitting in like maybe like a wife eater and drinking a beer and the sunsets going down while the horses run around and we might have like a broken down truck in our backyard. But then if you move a little bit more East Texas, it gets a little bit closer to the Southern Bell. So there's a little bit more of a draw. You're a little bit more sophisticated. But then if you really want to go deep South and you're thinking more like Alabama or North Carolina, it's a little bit drier and you can imagine me probably wearing a skirt and maybe I have a maybe gloves on and i'm a little bit more proper so and those all can be southern bells like that
0: those so, are really good like i i, I ba- re- barely recognize your voice in there we should have just done the whole podcast like that it'd been awesome
1: yeah <laughs> you could pick one i mean it's the same thing like it's very easy for most people to say like oh british accent but the brits do the exact same thing they kind of move around They oh, go yeah. from co- like cockney is more of that dirty like uh homeless like um, ruffian in Britain, too. You have pro-, pro British and all that kind of stuff. So you know, dialects are fun. They're hard. It's easy. You know, here's my thing. I struggle with learning dialects unless I'm in the location. And then if I'm in the location, I pick it up so fucking fast.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Well, when I moved to Texas, I lived there for a couple of months, and then I was already like, first you're kind of mimicking it because you're with other people and you kind of mimic it. Then you realize like, what we're doing this and so You might as well just talk like that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's nuts. So, But, you know, it's funny. What state would you guess is the um, accent that they teach newscasters in America?
0: They teach like, newscasters dialects?
1: Yeah, so, yes, so especially, well, national newscasters. If you're a local newscaster, they're okay with, like, dialect as long as it matches wherever you're at. Um, but, yeah, national newscasters have actually um, often will take voice lessons mm. uh, for dialects. Um what state do you think?
0: California. It nope. Um So uh Utah. Mm-mm.
1: Nope.
0: It can't be a east coast thing. Why? Cuz that's just weird. No,
1: it, it's not east coast, but it's it's east of the Mississippi. I don't I don't know. Ohio.
0: Ohio. So that's yeah. that's what which what's the Ohio accent? Give it to me.
1: Uh, I, it's what it's kind of what I sound like right you sound now. You sound like an,
0: you sound like a Californian.
1: Well, yes, but um, I think Californians have a tendency to have um, up speak, um, which is is more it's like a valley girl. Unfortunately, it's, oh, it's,
0: do it's, I sound it's, like a valley girl?
1: No, 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 no. Oh, okay,
0: um, I, I'm pretty it's sure. Think
1: <laughs> like the Kardashians. Well, no, the Kardashians have uh, vo Okay, so there's other. So this is the other thing. You have vocal fry. And up speak, which is another thing. So the Kardashians have vocal fry. So when they talk it all. It's like a
0: lazy talk. Kinda lazy. Like lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's go to In and Out and get some burgers.
1: But then you have Californians actually have a tendency to have up speak, which they'll talk and everything they say it goes up. And so everything they say is kind of like a oh, question. Fuck, I feel and so you embarrassed want to know what they're now. Doing. I'm
0: going to change yeah. my whole way of talking. I'm just going to talk normal now. Guys, welcome to Horribly Awkward Podcast. Podcast is awesome.
1: Which is funny because I think you have you have a bit of vocal fry, but not as obvious as women oh do. My God, Speak with vocal fry.
0: Do we say like yeah. a like, like a lot, like? Do we How like like say like like, like totally
1: a lot? Do that. Like, I could totally talk the entire time like this, and that's the craziest thing. Like, dialects and the way you talk really make someone wonder what you look like. And I
0: totally agree, Andrea. It's like, um, sometimes sitting sitting in and out. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just, I'm listening. I listen to the people behind me, and they're like, they're talking like, they say like a lot. Like, like, like a lot. They say like. And I, they don't even need to say like sometimes when they say like. So it's like a lot of likes.
1: Yeah, Right.
0: Right. Um, they did not even see right. Right. They say yes. stuff. They stuff say stuff like hella. Like hella is not even a word. That's like taking the word hell, like hell as in like hell as in like devils and the demon and you know how like hot and fire and you burn to death for eternity. And they like add an a to it and it's like ugh, hella. Like hella. Like that burger was hella good. I don't think so.
1: Yeah. So yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Does <laughs> um, that what it sound like?
1: Yes, actually, it does. Um, Yeah. So, but okay. So, I'm supposed to be like hosting this, and I've just, I mean, I've talked a lot, but usually you try to get the interview to talk a lot. So, what have you been up to, Sean?
0: Uh, Work Work has been rainy. When it rains, I I work in the rain outside there. I'm still pressure washing. I'm, you know, I still need to get my hours. I'm out there with a raincoat, still getting wet. Um, life is depressing, Andrew. To be honest with you, I'm really honestly kind of depressed. Um, when I podcast, I do this once a week. I forget about all those things. Like, everything disappears. I have a good time. I sit here and chill. I forget about every depressing thing in the world. But uh, I'm a, I'm a freaking mess. I'm a disaster. Moving you know on. What,
1: you know what? Sometimes – okay. D- don't take me wrong. I think depression is um, – I believe it's clinical. And I, I do think there are – it's diagnosable and all that kind of stuff. However – you know what? There's so much shit going on out there right now. Whether you're for or against the new president, whether your job sucks, whether you have family issues. Um, I, I There is a lot of shit to be sad about and frustrated about. And it just – it kind of sucks. But it's, it's lovely that – It's so you lovely. Yeah. <laughs> depression depression's not lovely. It's lovely that we have these things like the podcast and acting and and stuff that we can really immerse ourselves in and say, you know what? God, like real life sucks. But you know what? I'm going to go do this for a few minutes.
0: Yeah, seriously, I really do kind of forget about all those things when I'm on mic talking. But outside of the podcast, I'm really quiet. I don't talk to many people. I don't go anywhere besides work. It is so depressing. What? I wish I wish I didn't have social anxiety so I can have friends and go out and do shit with them. But I choose to, to like not do that. I don't know. I think about it all the time. Like, how can I go out and meet some friends? I can meet people online. I have friends all over the United States and, and the UK and Canada. But why can't I just do that locally? Like, why can't? You
1: know, okay. Here, let me ask you this, Sean. Okay, ask. okay. And, and I have a tendency to wonder about several things in this vein. But do you, you're happy doing your podcast.
0: Yes, absolutely. You
1: like your friends around the world that you talk to via the internet. Um, are you depressed that you don't have tangible friends because you actually, as Sean, wish you had tangible friends? Or are you depressed that you don't have tangible friends because society says you have to have tangible friends to be happy?
0: I'm actually because I actually don't like I don't have I don't have a friend I'm well I do have friends but I just I don't like I'm not like hey let's go let's go hang out I don't but know. that's not
1: what but that's not what you want to do though mm. so then I would say that you are happy like I mean society says that you have to have these human be I mean okay yes physical contact d- they they've proven scientifically that it does affect you and yes. eye contact is important and I uh, don't I don't yes. do
0: that I don't do eye contact
1: okay so they have scientifically proven that does change you. However, that being said, like if you find joy interacting with people Okay. If I you do. find joy <laughs> ah, if you find joy interacting with the people that you talk to on your podcast or the people you might socialize with while you're playing a video game, why do they have to be tangible? And you shouldn't you you personally, Sean, shouldn't put so much weight in the fact that Just because you don't have a social life that is tangible, that you're not happy. Do you know what I mean? Because you are actually happy. Society is the person that – society is the thing that's telling you that you shouldn't be
0: happy. I always dream about the simpler times. It would be so nice to live in the 1800s where you worked on your ranch and you went out and shot some critters and you, like, work for people and you trade services with actual people instead of going out and, you know, looking on apps and Following all this fucking bullshit, all this all these protests online. You go out and do real stuff. I I always think about that. Like it's nice. It seems like so nice. So you
1: so you actually want to do real
0: stuff. I really do. I just uh, okay. don't know how to.
1: Okay. Um,
0: I don't I don't know how.
1: Where exactly in California do you live?
0: I'm in Fresno. Fresno. I don't know
1: the geography of California. It's where right is in the that? middle.
0: It's like central, like it's almost if you go, if I drive 10 minutes up the freeway, there's a there's a palm tree and there's a uh, redwood tree. <laughs> no, there's a palm tree and a redwood tree right in the middle of the freeway. And that signifies, like, the center of California. It's basically the the, the redwood trees on the north side and the palm trees on the Seriously? south side. Yeah.
1: That's crazy.
0: It's kind of weird. Because you're driving in the freeway, there's these, there's these two trees in the middle, in the middle, in between the two lanes or, the, you know, two sides of the freeway. And you're just like, like, that's strange. Yeah, that's like the central California. I'm right there. That's like so I guess technically Southern California I don't know I'm only like three or four hours away from LA I'm gonna go try actually I'm gonna do this I'm I'm gonna say it now I'm going to go and hang out with Jason and Mindy and Bob like sometime hey,
1: hey, when I'll come join I'll come out to California can I come out to California
0: yeah I want to go to their house and record like a live podcast because they totally okay, told that me feels I should a little
1: creepy <laughs> what? I feel a little creepy. You're like I want to go to their house.
0: No, no, they invited me. Like they said, come okay. anytime. I can hang out with them instead. <laughs> I want
1: to go to their house.
0: I'm like, Jason, who are you? Sean, Sh- you look a little taller than I-, I thought over like Skype. Yeah, dude. Um, I found out where your house was. I'm here. Like, <laughs> can we hang out?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: No, he, he invited oh me God. to go up there and hang out. And, and all I gotta do is drive like three hours, I think, to get to his house. But but like I, all these things in my head stop me. Like, oh, Sean, you have sleep apnea. If you drive that far, you're probably gonna fall asleep on the freeway, which is true. I've done that. I've fallen asleep on fallen asleep on the freeway. Um,
1: oh, don't tell me that. That makes me sad.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I barely drive out of town when I'm working, and I get super tired. I have to take caffeine pills right before I know I'm gonna do that, or else I'll, I'll start nodding out. Once I get on the freeway, my brain says, "This is boring. Let's check out."
1: Aw, oh, don't say that, Sean. I lost a friend who fell asleep at the
0: will. Oh that's oh that's terrible.
1: Yeah, you need to be careful.
0: I did that on the freeway once. The freeway turned, I did not, it went straight. Luckily there was no nothing there but grass, so I didn't like hit anything. But very scary.
1: Sean, you scare me.
0: It was it was scary. I do have sleep apnea though. I wake up like a hundred times a night. <laughs>
1: I'm going to pretend you didn't say that and not get, like, emotional and sad that, like, you scare me when you drive.
0: That's why I don't go very far. My work is 0.5 miles to work. I make one U-turn around the stoplight right outside my apartment, and then I make the first left down there. My work's right there. So it's like I'm not (laughs) – but I do drive when I work. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Minor, Minor details, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm okay. okay. But when I drive 3 hours, I don't know, like I'll just get bored and I don't I make up so excuses. I, I'm an excuse maker. I love excuses.
1: Okay. So, okay, I'm going to wrangle this um podcast back in. Do
0: it good. Um, good.
1: So, I because this is horribly awkward and maybe it won't be incredibly awkward cuz I have a feeling you and I are on the same page, but just because I you know the thing that makes me most uncomfortable is talking politics. So I get really angsty. Um, what, how do you feel? Literally, I'm not joking. Like even talking with people that I agree with, like the second I go down that, I I refuse, like it's a thing, but, but this is the the motto of the podcast. It's horribly awkward.
0: So,
1: So I don't think I'd be honest as a host if I didn't take us down the route that makes me most uncomfortable. Okay. Um, but let's talk politics. Um,
0: sure. I don't we, have much to say. Let's go for it.
1: Well, you have an opinion. I know you do. Um, we have a new president. Um, Sean, how is this affecting you?
0: It doesn't affect me. I don't.
1: Bullshit.
0: Bullshit. I don't. I don't follow. Honestly, I don't follow anything. I don't. Like, okay, I,
1: but, you, but you know that the new president is Donald J. Trump. I know that. You know what Trump's things that go along with Trump. So I don't you know do much of that.
0: I don't know you much don't. about it. All I know is the wall building thing and
1: Okay, okay. and the well, pussy we'll
0: grabbing. See. Pussy we'll grabbing we'll, and walls.
1: We'll start with what you know then. That's okay. it. Okay. So, we'll work. Okay. okay. So, he has been he has been he said 11 years ago he was involved in a thing and he was mic'd up for a television show and he did make the comment about uh grabbing a woman's pussy. That
0: was on a television show?
1: It was, well, it didn't air that he was mic'd up. And the cameras were rolling, so they just caught the audio. That was never actually aired. Um, that being said, he has a tendency to make derogatory comments towards women. Um, that is why on, uh, on uh, what is today, or since this isn't airing today, on January 21st.
0: It'll it'll go out tonight, probably.
1: There you go. Okay, on January 21st, there's a shit ton of women's marches. There's a women's march on Washington. Um, It's just all over the country, all the major state capitals, there's women marches going on. So President, I guess I have to call him that now because he was sworn in, Mm -hmm. Um, but President Trump has constantly, even recently, not just 11 years ago, but recently, just even during the campaign, made comments about women. And um, what are your thoughts? And I'm, what are your thoughts on the man that's supposed to be representing America, um, the face of America, the political godhead of America, have be, after being with Obama, having such a, a very articulate uh, sense of respect. Mm-hmm. for all different types of people. And then all of a sudden we have now have a president who tweets and is completely okay with making hateful derogatory comments towards all types of people. How does that make you feel?
0: Hmm. I don't I don't know because I don't know exactly what he's saying. I honestly don't follow any of this shit. Um I I think when guys get together, guys, or I don't give a shit who you are unless you're super religious and you're around a bunch of church goers you're going to say derogatory things towards women that's just the way guys are all men are like that they in it's not like they mean it it's just the way guys are they get together and they talk macho talk and they say stupid shit like grabbing pussies um i i don't know about the other stuff i do think it's weird i think it's totally weird i i i don't i just think this has been a one of those weird things in history that's going to go just be strange no matter I don't, I honestly I don't know. I don't have I just don't follow any of it.
1: Well, okay. Well, what I'm saying is is like what do you feel about the president of your country being known for having uh, a dirty mouth, basically?
0: Dirty mouth? Love it. Uh, hatred hatreds towards women or other races. I I don't I that's 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 retarded. If that's if that's real, if that's real, you know? I I I I don't know i just i i don't believe in i, I kind of just i passed that age of where you grew up not being racist you know like the racism thing isn't you know like your your, your grandparents and parents might still make those comments because that's just the way things were back then but i, I kind of i'm you know i'm, I'm 36 so we just passed that that age of where like you we don't really think about stuff like that and the next generation of kids won't see color and race and as far as though Women's, I think every, women's, the women's. <laughs> um, I don't know. This is a weird, weird subject. I, I think, I think I honestly don't know. <laughs> I think. Okay. I'm, I'm not against bagging on women. I'm not against uh, being derogatory towards women. I think everyone should be equal. I know there's a lot of. St- I just watched this Ashley Judd. Like she basically did like slam poetry on stage at the, at the one of the women's marches, and it was awesome.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: cool. It was really awesome. Everyone should watch it. It was almost like a a rap. It was almost like slam poetry. It was really cool. Um I don't know. Do do women get paid less in in a lot of things? Is that really uh yes. they yes, do? That's
1: that's really a thing.
0: I mean, there's I know a lot of restaurants that only hire like pretty girls. I mean, so do I want it to be equal where you have to hire the guys? No, I don't want to go to that restaurant anymore. I just want pretty girls. I want I want the women to get the upper hand on that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs>
1: well, okay. what about, okay. Um, what about the, and I, I was trying to pull up some specific tweets to kind of use as validity
0: For, from, from, from Trump. Uh,
1: yeah. But okay. So going off a of president Obama and, and many of the past presidents, and I know this is a little bit different cause, um, we live in a day of social media, which kind of transitioned through Bush to Obama and now to Trump. But, um, Obama was very, um, whether you agreed with him or not, he was very articulate about what he said and how he said it. Yes. Whereas we have, he's very
0: professional,
1: right? He, he definitely, like he acted in the job of president in a very professional manner. We have Trump.
0: Who's like Carmen, Carmen from a, from South Park. Give Carmen the job as a president and let him say what he wants.
1: Right. So that being said, how does that make you feel that um, regardless of what he's saying, it's how he he's saying it. Do you feel that uh, that's good or bad or uh, that's going to affect us as Americans um, in in the world scheme of things?
0: You know, I'm not sure. I do like the fact there's somebody who is willing to say some shit. I feel like there was some if there was something going on behind the scenes, I feel like Trump would put it on Twitter and that would be yep. freaking awesome.
1: Yes, but hes it's not that he's putting things that are going on behind the
0: scenes. But he would.
1: He, he would, yes. I totally agree with that. But that's not what he's doing. What he, has he said on Twitter?
0: Because I don't know. I honestly have no idea.
1: Well, first off, he can't handle the fact that SNL is making fun of him. Whereas <laughs> for all of history, comedians and um, things have always made fun of politics. Regardless, I mean, Jon Stewart, who is a known liberal – made fun of Obama just like he made fun of Fox news. Like he, he made fun of both sides. Like Obama got made fun of on John, on the daily show. Mm-hmm. Um, but Donald Trump can't seem to be okay with that. And he, he seems more focused on his image yeah. and fighting back SNL than he is worried about what's going on in the world. Um, and I'm sorry, as a president, um, even if I disagree with your political standings, who gives a fuck what SNL is saying about you? You shouldn't be tweeting at 2 a.m. in the morning comments about SNL is bad comedy. Um, I,
0: and did, I did hear that SNL was doing skits involving his son's name and stuff like that, which is kind of shitty.
1: SNL did that with all the presidents. Um, but
0: they're SNL saying was- he's going to be the first at-home schooled shooter... And shit like that.
1: Well, okay. Well, I don't know about that. So I yeah, I, that,
0: I saw that. it today. Then want
1: to speak to that. Um, I
0: heard they're gonna. M- they're saying that, it. But
1: no, that's not. But that's not what he was. That's not what initially spurred him. Oh. It was Alec Baldwin playing him, and Alec Baldwin was. And, and the crazy thing is, is a lot of what SNL is making fun of is actually more. I actually feel ba- bad for the writers of SNL because they can't really actually come up with anything. They're actually just doing reality. Um, which is a little scary. Um, but he, what about a president that, um, I know we have, because again, 24 hour news cycle and the internet and all that kind of stuff. I know that, and I will be the first to say this, that what is news is considered, it's a little skewed. What is real news and what is fake news? And they have this whole thing. That there's a lot of fake news sites out there. That being said, how do you feel about a president who is, basically lambasting every single news organization out there that disagrees with him when the news is supposed to report on what is going on. And just because it's not a good story doesn't mean it's an incorrect or bad story.
0: (laughs) I think Trump is a big child and it's it's
1: uh, (laughs) and he's about to be your and not about to be. He is now your president.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't have any. I don't don't have any feelings, Andrea. I feel nothing. I'm numb. I'm oh, yeah. numb. I've always, I've always stayed distance from things that can make me angry. So politics, I've always just never paid attention. Sports, because yeah. sports, like, I, feel, I see I, I see more people getting mad at sports than, than being fans. Everyone's all angry. And people, like, last couple of weeks, people have been, like, throwing blows over these these football games. And it just, it's, I'm like, I'll keep my distance. I don't want to get involved. It's the same no, way I, I feel about it. politics. It's just but, it's but, weird. But,
1: but with politics... Yes, you may not want to get involved, but politics determines your tomorrow.
0: But if I get angry and I'm getting mad and it's actually okay, ruining my day, angry. what is it?
1: There's, there's a difference between getting angry and being um, involved or active.
0: Okay. I'm not very active. I'm lazy.
1: So let me like read you a tweet from Donald Trump. It was on January 6th. Okay. The dishonest media does not report that any money spent on building the Great Wall for sake of speed will be paid back by Mexico later. Why the fuck would Mexico pay back a wall that keeps their immigrants out of the United States, a wall that the United States wants to build? There is, But people believe this will actually happen, and the president, Trump, President Trump, is telling us that Mexico is going to pay us back for a wall that's going to keep them out. That makes no fucking sense.
0: I think at this point, Mexicans... Mexico is looking at United States like those guys are crazy. Build the wall to keep them out of Mexico.
1: You really think that's happening?
0: <laughs> I don't, I honestly don't know. Is this wall thing real or was it just like a funny thing that he no, was saying? No, that's
1: the craziest thing. They're still talking about it. I watched the um, inaugural balls and dances. So this is, okay, no offense to news reporters out there. Erin Burnett, I totally highly respect you, but she asked Scott Bayo last night at the inaugural ball. And this was kind of shitty journalism. And this is where I go. I, I think good journalism is amazing. I think shitty journalism is really shitty. But um, Aaron asked, so Scott Bayo supposedly, um, allegedly, as journalists, journalists would say, was the um, biggest celebrity that attended one of the balls. Um, and she said that to him on camera, which surprised the fuck out of me. She's like, so Scott Bayo. You're kind of the uh you're the big celebrity right now. The big celebrity at this event. What the fuck has Scott Bayo done in forever? So that was really I don't even shitting. know who that is. Scott Bayo is Charles in charge.
0: I don't even know what that is.
1: <laughs> okay. So the point is it's 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 this whole like idea that like I don't even know where I was going with my thought process. Oh, you said Mexico. What did I was saying? Oh fuck.
0: Okay, I, yeah, I know this guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, okay, so we're talking about the wall. So, you know what? And you know how Scott Bayo ended his interview with Ann Burnett was, like, she asked him, what are you most excited about Trump doing? And Scott Bayo said, building the wall. Really? So, I, I think it's a thing that, like, people actually are really fucking excited about, which... I'm not going to – I really try not to expect my political views on social media or podcasts or anything like that. That's okay. It's
0: relevant right now.
1: Right, right, right. But the idea that we think a solution is to wall America in 2017 is a crazy fucking idea. We are a fucking melting pot. We always have been and we always will be. Regardless, we have one of the largest – acceptance of immigrants, which Trump is trying to change. We have the largest acceptance, or maybe acceptance is the wrong, we have the largest influx of immigrants, whether accepted or not. We were born because we were a mixture of Native Americans and Europeans that were trying to leave Europe. We have and will always be, a. a, if there is a culture that is stereotypically American, it's Native American, even then that is no longer a majority. Like, The majority, the Americans, white Caucasians is actually considered a non-majority to the majority of Mexicans and Italians and and African-Americans and everything else. If you put those up, white people, who Mm -hmm. is what we are, we are the minority in America. Mm, And we are going to sit there and say we need to build a fucking wall to keep Mexicans out of America. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm one of those Americans who says, you know what? Why the fuck aren't we prideful in the fact that there are people from other countries who want to live in our country? Yeah, because we sure. have an amazing economy because we have been so open because the fact that like we are loving. Why is that not better than exclusion? That's what I don't understand. Like I want to be known for the country that says, yes, come here. We love you. Let's do something.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree.
1: Right. But instead, now we have Trump, who's one of his things, one of his uh, political statements, like, you know, most candidates always had like two or three that they like ran on, was building a wall. And that is so outdated that it makes me sad because we were built being a fucking melting pot and why can't we have pride that we are a fucking melting pot pot? because i'm sorry you know what trump nothing i have read says that he was a native american and that is what we are actually built on is native americans that's what made america and then we came over as europeans and mutts and a mixture of other countries and other cultures and we created what america is and why the fuck are we not celebrating that why is it a bad thing to celebrate the fact that we are all and we are one and everyone can be accepted in America? I don't understand
0: that. I don't. Yeah. You, you think about a lot, of the, a lot of Mexican, Mexico, a lot of people from Mexico come to the United States and work our shittiest jobs that we will not do. And then to make a living and make their life better than what they were living in prior, which is super sad. Uh, are we, are we going to start doing all these jobs? I mean, there's a lot of jobs that well, we won't yeah. do as Americans. I mean, people no, won't do I it because they'll want more it. pay and then it won't work. And then we'll, it'll just fuck everything up.
1: Right. I like, and that's the crazy thing is like, so people use that argument of, um, well, they're coming over and stealing our jobs. Oh, yeah, You not, know, the jobs that they're taking, they're the jobs that none of us want to fucking do. Like, so you know, it sucks that this is the thing is that like, oh yeah. And there's a stereotype for a reason because those are the jobs we want we as Americans with citizenship don't want to do, but they're willing to do because they get it. They have to make money and they have to survive and they have to live. We as Americans, there are some of us who do have to survive to like, uh, we take a job to survive, to live. But I think taking a job that involves like, cleaning up trash or being a maid or, or standing, you know, outside of a Home Depot to cross your fingers that today some contractor is going to pick you up to do their construction job. Like I, and I say this with um, a hundred percent conviction. There's a Home Depot down the street from where I live. And every time I drive by it, there's like at least 10 to 15 and, and, and I want to choose my words wisely,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but there are 10 to 15 non-white individuals standing near the front door, not at the front door, but near the front door, hoping that they will get picked up to work on a construction job. They are not white. There might be one or two that are actually of Caucasian-looking descent, but for the most part, they are not. And that's those are the people... That are crossing our borders. That they're just hoping to survive. And I'm sorry. They're still a fucking human. They're still a fucking human. And you know people sit there. And this is what drives me crazy. There are people out there who still sit there and complain. Well I don't want to pay for their medical insurance. You're telling me. That you don't want another human to exist on this earth. You are okay with their their life existence. You consider it less worthy than yours. Even though they are 100% human i don't understand that uh, th- that makes us non-humans if, if we're okay with um a people if considering another human just because of their address and we're considering their address determines their acceptability in our humanness that's fucking sad and i'm done off uh, myself
0: i know I, I, I totally get why you don't like to talk about it because you get fired up and yeah. Actually, I'm really enjoying listening because, like I said, I, I am so numb to everything. I do, I just don't follow anything. I my brain since I was young, I've never been able to pay attention to anything that I'm not passionate about. So whether it's politics or sports or if it's learning shit in class and subjects I just didn't want to learn, I never paid attention. So I I'm, I'm enjoying listening because I'm learning all this <laughs> stuff that I, I honestly I, I just don't I'm, know. I thought that this
1: is why I avoid it because I. You know, here's the crazy thing. And my husband and actually my really close friends, um, give me a lot of shit about this. I'm not actually very politically active because I do get very, very emotionally involved in um, how politics works and doesn't work and all that kind of stuff. And it honestly comes down to we're all fucking human. Yes. Why, Why do we not see each other as human and Why the fuck do we think we're a better version of human when we all make mistakes and we are all amazing and we are all beautiful and we are all tortured and we we all do amazing things and we all fuck up? Like, but we're all like humans. Like, you can't scientifically take that away from us. And I don't understand why us as humans, our motto isn't just to make the human species better, like, we get the opportunity to emote. Um, we're not flies that live... We're not mosquitoes that live for seven days. Um, we get to feel. We get to love. We get to... We get to cry. We get to embrace. We get to have friendships and... And create. Um, yet, and mate, because sex is fucking awesome. and Procreate. Yet, <laughs> procreate. And yet, we still... Our priority is about making us as individuals better than the other human.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, and I, and sorry, I don't Chris. understand
1: that. And, and I, you know, it's, this is going to sound like a terrible, terrible comparison. And, and I'm trying to just take the best of it. But, um, insects that colonize and like bees or ants, ants. It's, it's all about the colony.
0: Yeah, ants work together. Yeah, like, they, yeah that's, that's they all work they do is together. they go. They, they and
1: yes, yes, they have a dictator- dictatorship sort of society. And I don't want to go there. I think we've <laughs> seen problems like that in World War Two and Hitler and all that kind of stuff. But the point is, is like, I think there is something to be said about realizing that we are all part of the same colony, and that we will actually all be fed. And be a better colony if we work together.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean we have to every everything kind of in a way has its role. You need Yeah, guys like me out sweeping parking lots and pressure washing the sidewalks and cleaning human shit out of trash enclosures. As much as you need lawyers, as much as you need the guy working at McDonald's drive throughs. Um,
1: a fucking man. As much
0: as you need the guy working at the grocery store, and the, you know, you, it's just everybody does their shit. Everyone, the, everyone has. Uh, I'm not saying everyone. A lot of people do have this thing where, like, the, in a way, oh, I'm better than this person for this reason. Um, you know, like I'm above this homeless person because he doesn't have a house, and he's sitting there at, at McDonald's, you know, asking for for change on the way out. So I'm gonna act like I don't have change, and sadly. I run into a lot of homeless people when I work, I mean, every single night, constantly. So I don't carry money with me at all, period, even outside of my work days because of this. Because I, because, and it's it's sad. Does that, does that make me a bad person? I don't know if it does. It just, does it? That came out wrong. Okay.
1: Um, no, I get it. No, I, yeah, I, yeah. Cause I, uh, no, no, no. It, it, you know, there are some circumstances, and, you know, I think that's the other thing is like, I think in politics or just in general, we try to generalize. And I think um, there are stereotypes for a reason and there are um, certain types of people and and expectations because of generalities. And and I don't think that makes you a terrible person.
0: Um, Well, hold on. Before we move – but when I when I was saying like I don't carry money to give homeless people, it's not because I have anything against it. It's because I have had people ask me for a couple of bucks, and I'm 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 a sucker. I always go, yeah, I can give you a couple of dollars. And I had this one time I opened my wallet up in front of this girl, and I was like, you know, I can give you a couple of dollars, and then she wanted all of it. She's like, oh, you got like you have like eleven bucks. Why don't you just give me that? Like, she, and you know, and there was other people around, and I'm. It, my job is very unsafe. I'm out working in the middle of night and parking lots is dark. And so I don't, that's one of the reasons. It's not because I see homeless people and I don't want to give them stuff. But if I'm walking in to the, I go to the donut shop. There's a lot of 24-hour donut shops and sometimes there's homeless people. And I'll just ask, I don't offer them money, but I do buy them donuts. Like, you which has like a donut. Um, yeah. Okay, moving on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I think, you know, this is what I, and and this is very, yogic and very hippy dippy of me to say this, but, but the thing is, I think ultimately it's intention and motivation. Yeah. Yes. And, um, the yogic world will talk very highly and strongly about what is your intention and truth be told, um, if your intention is hate, if your intention is to better yourself is your intention is, is self-serving, Then, yeah, that's really shitty. Um, And as you know, if we're using homelessness as an example, in Salt Lake City, um, they have actually done an amazing job of setting up the city that technically we shouldn't have any homeless people. So the people who are choosing to be homeless are either um, mentally disabled and um, they haven't managed to figure that out, or they are choosing to be homeless. So, in fact, when you live in Salt Lake City, if you are giving money to a panhandler, you are assisting that, you are assisting the stereotype of the lazy, uh, person out there that people hate, um, because they are choosing to panhandle. Um, the, the city has set up, uh, has a great, uh, they've set up a lot of low income housing and they actually do have a decent, um, amount of, um, uh, public, options for helping you get jobs and to better yourself. That has just been a part of it. And I think that has a huge deal to do with LDS church, which I will give them thumbs up and kudos for. Um, so that being said, um, if you're going out there and you don't have money because you literally don't have money, or you just you don't feel comfortable, that's one thing. I think if you if your intentions are like I'm not giving you fucking money because you're probably lazy, you're probably a drug addict, and because you're probably going to make your life worse, that's shitty. And and I think there are aspects of um, humans out there that, that that's what that's bad. And that's where I think the problem is. And I very much strongly believe I, and I learned this from my dad and my dad was a pilot. And so he traveled all over the world. He's, he was in many different cities and I a hundred percent agree with him. He would often go up to a person asking for money and ask them what they need or would offer them food. And that was the most genuine, honest telling of this person, what that meant. If they just wanted money because of the stereotypical expectation that they wanted drugs or cigarettes or alcohol, Mm -hmm. or if they were actually hungry or if they actually needed socks or sunscreen or water. And I, I think there are those out there who do just want money for alcohol and drugs. But honestly, I think there's a shit ton of people who we forget that they're also human and that some point down the line, whether it was their problem or life's problem, because we have a lot of vets who are homeless, Yes. Um, that life fucked them over and they don't know how to get back. And I think if we really look at our homeless population and we look at each single person we interact with and we say, you are still human, then I think we'll have a better idea of what they need and what we can do for them. And again, it just goes back to intention. I have asked homeless people before, and I said, hey, I don't have cash on me, but I will buy you dinner. And the guy has told me, no, I I just want your money. And I said, okay. And I moved on. I didn't dwell on it. I didn't focus on it and been like, okay, this guy is that. He must need money for drugs. He's a stereotype. I just moved on. That was that guy's story. Mm -hmm. His story is not the guy two blocks away's story. And if I take his story and try to put it on the other guy's story, then, and then I'm just, I'm a fucking lazy human being. And I will forever always ask, can I buy you food? Can I give you water? What do you need? Because every person is a separate individual. And the reason that they're on the sidewalk acting like an inhuman, having to ask for food or money, regardless of it's because they're an alcoholic or because they're a vet, Life did not do them well, and I should still treat them like a fucking human being.
0: Yes, yes, Andrew. That's because you're a sweet person. I am not. <laughs> I'm an evil person. No, I'm just kidding.
1: I'm not evil. You are not evil. At I'm all.
0: joking. I'm joking. I, I tried. I don't like people who. I just. I, I. don't know. I pretty much. I'm. I'm very. I'm overly positive about a lot of things. Uh, I'm very. I, I try to help everybody I can. Like I just want everyone to be happy and have a good time, have fun, but. Sometimes it doesn't work. Some people are angry and get mad and you know. Can I, will...
1: I can I read you this? Let me pull it up. Um, it's this amazing thing. Actually, um is this terrible? Can I ask you to pause the podcast real quick? Can you remember to edit this out? Sure. Okay, I have to go, Pete. Give me 2 oh, seconds. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I will do the same. Oh, and this is the perfect moment to play a promo from The Tattoo's Banana. The, the, the Tattooed Banana's podcast. Check it out. Gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. To Although I will say the sweeping was a lot harder than I expected. Well, yeah, because you're not it's, used to it like women. Which oh brings no. me to something that I want to talk about is women's rights. <laughs> like whoever's closest to me, I'm gonna kiss them right on the mouth. A whole lot of snuggling. A whole lot of snuggling. Well now you've you've peaked my uh, my appetite here. I think I'm gonna go make some more nachos. Hey, let's move on. Let, let's talk about anything else. I don't care what it is, it's gotta be something different. Please help. I mean, literally, that coffee porter could pull my pants down and do bad things to me, and I'd, I'd be okay with it. Isn't that a nice deep look into my soul? Breaking news. <laughs> Farts are like blowing kisses, right? They're just, they come from your butt instead of your mouth. Uh, yeah, sure right? It could be misconstrued that you would eat a child's leg, but you don't, because that's not a thing. I'm sure I'd find some. You could harvest kiwis. No, kiwis are the people. No, it's both, isn't it?
1: I remember. Okay, let me know when you're recording again.
0: No, I haven't stopped it.
1: Okay, so I have this quote that I found. I don't know who Lee R. Nost is, um, but it just happened up to come across one of my Facebook feeds and I love it. And I'm going to read it for you. Okay. Um, life is amazing and then it's awful and then it's amazing again. And in between the amazing and awful, it's ordinary and mundane and routine. Breathe in the amazing, hold on through the awful and relax and exhale during the ordinary. That's just living, heartbreaking, soul healing, amazing, awful, ordinary life. And it's breathtakingly beautiful.
0: And um That's a great quote.
1: I know, right? It, it's
0: it's a it, real it's it's a realistic quote.
1: Right? It's
0: like cuz um, you know everyone ex- like you look at everyone's Facebook posts, it's generally like look how awesome my life is or look how shitty the world is. It's never like look how look how boring my actual life is and look how <sighs> I don't know. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, totally. Um Yeah. What is
0: it like to be human? I always wanted to be a human. I've always wanted to have a human... I have the human shell. I know I'm, I'm, I'm definitely from a different planet. What is it like to just be human? You guys seem so irritated at each other and mean on your social media platforms. You guys seem so... You guys seem... It's crazy. I'm so glad I'm, I'm merely just an alien in a human's body. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> everyone You're needs to get along. The moral of the story is everyone... I don't know. Everyone just needs to calm the fuck down, right? And get along, and just enjoy, have fun, create. Everyone needs to create. Andrea is acting; she's creating web series and stuff. And you know, I I try to create positive podcasts for the most part. Create something. You can. You could create. You could be a baker and create awesome food and share it with your neighbor. You could be an artist and share it with the internet or anything. Just. Create something if you're just sitting around doing nothing about anything and not you just i don't know I find those are the most do you, do you know many creators to be not positive I mean do you know think about that think about all the people you know that are creators do you do you find them to be overly hatred hate hate oriented
1: uh I, there are some. I, no, I, don't I know guess know there are some. there's not. Because, I mean, you have to think about those people who do documentaries. And I think as much as some documentaries try to be unbiased, um, I think a lot of creators out there still I, you know and not even documentaries
0: um no that's a good one because
1: when, doc- when, you're, when you're a storyteller you are trying to tell your story regardless of whether it's being right or wrong and we always talk about this in the acting world that the best way to play an antagonist so I, I for your listeners out there you know, I, I don't want to dumbify this but you have the protagonist and no, it's what? usually the he-
0: what the you protagonist? A pro- <laughs> what is that?
1: <laughs> right. You have a protagonist who is usually the hero and the good person and the antagonist who is the opposition, who, the evil person. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talk about this in acting class all the time. Even if you – the best way to play and portray an antagonist. An antagonist never thinks that they are wrong. And so I think even going off of what you said about creators, I think creators, storytellers, filmmakers, writers, whatever – um, whether they are right or wrong, I think ultimately the sad part is is that they think they are right, um, and it, yeah. So I think in all worlds there are haters. Assholes. There's always that. Yeah, I mean it is. I think assholes. it just is. Yeah, because I think, and here's the sucky part. And please don't hate me for saying this.
0: I already but do. But I, I already do. But,
1: but I think ultimately, even Hitler, he thought he was right. And, um, that's why he was who he was and he did what he did. And so I,
0: Oh, he was, he was a painter. He was a painter. He was a creator. creator. That fucking asshole ruined me. He was a
1: creator. Yeah. So that's the second part (coughs) is that like, I think ultimately anybody who's doing anything and this is not saying that they are right, but I think that they think they are
0: Mm, Um,
1: down and down in the core of them, they think what they are doing is right.
0: People need to fucking relax. I can't wait till... Because it's legal to have marijuana in California now, but there's no shops yet. It's going to probably take another year till you Mm -hmm. see stores. that You can just go in and buy weed. I think people are going to calm the fuck down in California. I mean, I don't smoke weed. I can't handle it. I I go crazy and I think I'm dying. Sometimes I don't like to feel like I'm dying. Sometimes I need that reality check to realize I can die. So, you know, get high and and (laughs) and feel like I'm going to die. It's a good thing. But I feel like the overall vibe in california might calm down a little bit i'm hoping hopefully probably not There's, probably not you
1: No, know, the this crazy thing give things time unfortunately with anything if you give it time whether it's long or short things change they move they grow and they become what is the future
0: yeah, I know everyone listening to me half times like this guy doesn't know shit about shit. Like I don't know. I try to block all that stuff out, and um, I don't have the energy to follow most things. To be honest with you, I just don't have the energy to follow most things. I work. I work hard. I work sh- shitty hours. I come home. I relax by playing video games and waiting to go to work. And then a couple times a week, I'll record and talk, and some- I will have a good time. That's my life.
1: Yay! So on that note, I hope this podcast hasn't been too horribly awkward.
0: Welcome. They don't like it. Maybe
1: maybe this podcast is actually the Andrea Peterson show, the less than horribly awkward, but on her soapbox show.
0: Yes, the horribly Andrea show. She's horribly being herself in the most horrible way possible. That's also entertaining. <laughs> <coughs> that's, that's cool.
1: That for me.
0: Um, I, this kind of stuff I don't normally get to talk about, so I, I'm glad we got to just hang out and talk about stuff like this and i gotta sit in the awkward seat and let everyone know how dumb i am about knowing things
1: yes Yay. how
0: do you want to how do you want to end the show andrea
1: um um hmm Can, can i instead of can you like cut out that quote that i did earlier the shakespeare one and can i end it with this shakespeare quote can can I do that? Can you like? Can you do the 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 like ordinary quote thing, and then just mm-hmm. like chop out that last part? And let and I want to finish it with this. Can I end with? And can I get the Shakespeare
0: quote? You want to. What else did we talk about since we've been back?
1: <laughs> we've talked about theater. We've talked about Alzheimer's, and we've talked about politics.
0: There's a lot of editing because you're talking about editing this out too.
1: No, 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 no. This just this last part when we came back from the pee break. Okay, Please, well, can I end it with the Shakespeare quote?
0: Um, We can do whatever you want.
1: Okay, perfect. Okay, so when I come back from the pee break, I give you the yoga quote, which is about life and being ordinary and all that shit. And then we go on to other stuff. And you just cut out the part where I give you the Shakespeare quote. And then I'm going to – and then I will start here. And i will like, I'm going to end it with this.
0: That It's I, going to be so confusing trying to do that.
1: Okay, perfect. Good. I'm going to make you work for your money. Oh, wait. Um,
0: Why don't we just come back from the pee break as if we just came back and I'll just cut all this out.
1: Okay, deal.
0: Okay, so we're back. Andrea, we're back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and this, um, the soapbox that I jumped on today. uh, you know, Sean, thanks for letting me hijack your podcast. It's been fun and hopefully not too horribly awkward, but maybe no. that's a good thing.
0: Life is a beautiful thing. <laughs> Andrew. you're awesome. I'm so glad we got to hang out. We didn't get to talk a lot about it, the stuff you've been working on, but there's always a later time for that.
1: A later time for that. And with that note, because we talked about politics and we talked about being human, I'm going to leave you all, listeners, with this, as the great William Shakespeare. The uh, great
0: William the Shakespeare. Shakespeare.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing.
0: I imagine he laughed like
1: this. No, uh, uh,
0: uh. no he was, That was like Dracula. <laughs> yeah.
1: no, chin no, up, no. chin up, and guttural. Um, I will leave you with this. In light of recent events, whether you are for or against, regardless of you, if you are right or if you are wrong aren't we all still human? Um, What I'm about to quote, this is and will always be one of my favorite quotes from William Shakespeare's Merchant of Venice. And feel free to replace the word Jew with woman, with black, with gay, with young, with old, with whatever you are. But this is William Shakespeare, a quote from Merchant of Venice. And this, I think, plays to us being all one and all human. I am a Jew, hath not a Jew eyes, hath not a Jew hands, organs, dimensions, senses, affections, passions, fed with the same food, hurt with the same weapons, subject to the same diseases, healed by the same means, warmed and cooled by the same winter and summer as a Christian is. If you prick us, do we not bleed? If you tickle us, do we not laugh? And if you poison us, do we not die? And I leave you with that. I am human,
0: you are human. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying, really trying to listen. This this whole end part's gonna be weird because it's gonna be weird. Trust me, you guys. Just come along for the for the ride. <coughs> Shakespeare. That was awesome. So awesome. Thank you. Today's a beautiful day. It's it's raining and dark and gloomy, but it's still beautiful. I love it. Ah, I love it. Andrea, so where can everyone find you? Yo, Freeman. Yo, what's up, Iams? Dude, what's left to do? Down
1: oh, there, Wrap it up, son. Wrap it up, son. Wrap it up, son. Yuff. Oh, where can you find me these days? Um, You can always find me on Twitter at A-N-D-D-Peter. A fun little play on Andy Peter. Uh, Instagram, same thing. A-N-D-D-Peter. Um... You can friend me on Facebook at Andrea Kyle, K-I-L-E Peterson. And maybe if I know you, I'll follow you back. If not, I might ignore you.
0: (laughs) Oh, whatever.
1: You can always check out the web series that we just finished season one on, You Again web series. It's a fun little geeky dramedy. Uh, In fact, we're actually hopefully going to release a bonus episode in the next couple of weeks. It's in uh, post-production right now. My... Uh, my composer and my sound person just got the final edit so hopefully I will get that out to you guys Um, so definitely check it out if you haven't followed us before You Again Web Series it's a fun fun little thing that'll just make you happy Um,
0: definitely yes
1: and if you are a Salt Lakin a Utahan um, I will be opening up a production of the play called The Other Place February 17th through March 7th. So definitely check us out, and I'm sure I will pop up somewhere on your Google search.
0: Awesome.
1: So this has been fun Thank you again Sean for letting me hijack your podcast This is Andrea's Maybe not so but kind of Possibly not maybe horribly But hopefully awkward podcast And Sean we'll we'll be returning To you on the next episode Yeah
0: good luck searching for that title On iTunes Um, that's uh, like good luck. Like, that's
1: maybe really good luck because if you type that in, that's the only thing that's gonna pop up.
0: Yeah, if you're very specific with all seventy-two of those words, you will nail Andrea's new podcast.
1: <laughs> I don't know about new. <laughs> there's gotta
0: be. There's gotta be a, a character. Uh, Whatever you gotta have a limit, right? there has gotta be a limit to the searches. But um, you guys, I was, I did, uh, Jason. Oh, thank you, Jason, for the awesome, horribly Andrea intro. That was awesome. Uh, yes, thank you,
1: Jason, thank you so much.
0: Um. Also, yeah, Jason, just know we were waiting for that, so it's been like two months. We could have had this thing done two months ago. But thanks for taking two months for giving that to us. Uh, You're an awesome dude. But no, seriously, thank you. And uh, thanks. I was on his podcast. Everyone check out the WTF is Success podcast. I was on that podcast, which was released last week. So go check that out. That's awesome. Um, Check out my friend Roal with the World of Ro podcast. He just did his one-year anniversary show. And a lot of people are having a lot of cool shit going on. Hmm, I know um, – yeah, Mandy from Little Geek Loss had a had some stuff. She just well, listen to her podcast. Listen to Fear and the Fearcast. All all these people, all these awesome people. Listen, check out my buddy Rocky Suits. He just started a new uh, entertainment company, sort of. He, it's it's just in the baby stages, but yes, it is launched. It's called Hush Your Face Entertainment, which is an awesome name. Uh, that is a great name, Rocky. Uh, check check his stuff out. You guys can find the Horobiacra podcast on the BS Podcast Network for now. So check it out there. I'm on Twitter. You guys know all this stuff. I'm not going to drag it on forever. I have a voicemail number 510-600-3475. Email Podcast at gmail.com and all that other great stuff. So find me if you can. If you can find me on Facebook, then we'll be best friends. Send me a slide into my DMs all sexy like and just say, well, what's up? I'll be like, hey, baby. I'm into that kind of stuff. I'm into people. Breaking boundaries. I like it. Uh, yeah, dude, we're done, I think, Andrea. Yay!
1: Well, we're almost done. As Gidget would say, Peace out, Brussels sprouts. Hey, it's the S to the M, and the L to the Issa. Slammer games in the house, to drop your <clears throat> listen. Four with glee, backward cock, flask. Merrily sock, bird, talent, cat. Destiny, doctor, down, cat heavenly slaughtered It's the horribly awkward podcast. I got at least an hour for your for your ass. I'll even massage that hour to an hour and a half if I have to.
0: Massage for my ass. I don't, no one's ever massaged my ass.
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> well, it's something you should try.
0: Oh yeah, just going to like a going to like the thing and go. I would like a massage, please. One ass massage, please. <laughs>
1: please, one ass massage, and can you separate it to half
0: an hour on both sides? <laughs> uh. So w- what do we want to do? Let's plant something here. Let's see. We got okay. we got your jingle thing. Like Jason's awesome. I can't. So awesome, dude. Um. I say we just. Chat, man um okay we gotta do an improv so
1: yep we do an improv
0: we'll do an uh-huh. improv where i don't want to do a podcast anymore and which is kind of a planned skit almost but let's just say i don't want a podcast anymore like we did last time i'm giving you i'm passing the baton hmm.
1: um
0: i've been adding um sound effects to my so my I improv. know
1: that's awesome. That yeah. makes it fun.
0: Yeah, so it's well, so it sounds like a movie and shit, which takes me like an hour, extra hour to edit, but but it makes it more unique.
1: Does it make it um more um yeah? Mm, brain fart. That's a good way to start a podcast.
0: Um, well, I haven't started yet, so we're good. All the brain farts, let's get them out.
1: Um I like I like sound effects, period.
0: <laughs> well I mean sound effects in the editing, so I don't have any up front.
1: Okay.
0: So like, you know, so there's like street noises or whatever noises in the background. It makes it sound like it makes it sound like an audio play kind of. Yeah. I like it. I
1: like it. It, it. I think it adds it makes it sound like you have a sound technician.
0: Ooh. I know it makes it sound like I'm like I hired a producer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a horribly awkward show.